Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. Guys, I'm finally back in Portland. It feels so good. I have so much that I need to get done this week. I still have not even unpacked. I'll probably do that tomorrow because just today was not the day to do it. But hello! I hope everyone is off to a good start this week. Mercury in retrograde has finally started. So heads up, that is until June 2nd. So just be prepared for a bunch of weird miscommunications or expect delays. And that could affect your traveling. This is probably not a good time to travel, not a good time to sign a contract, which will probably be something I won't have control over because I actually may be getting a job offer very soon. Anyway, so today's episode is kind of going to be a mix of things. I mean, I want to talk a little bit about some things I kind of learned from being in my hometown for about a month and then give you a couple of little updates regarding my life and just kind of my plans for, I guess, the rest of the month of May and just kind of how I'm living my life. So... With that being said, I got back into Portland last night. Uh, Let's talk about my crazy day yesterday because what a day yesterday was. So I thought I was going back to Portland where my first flight out of Richmond was going to be 1057. And turns out I missed my flight because I got the times wrong and it was actually at 957. So that was a great start to my morning. And I was just like, Mercury and retrograde is not supposed to start until tomorrow. What's going on? But honestly, guys, it's completely my fault. I take total responsibility for this situation because I'm a dum-dum who doesn't know how to read. (laughs) So I had booked my flight for Delta. And I wanted to do Comfort Plus because I was traveling with Elsa and I needed that leg room to basically have more leg room because it is so uncomfortable to travel in Maine or economy with a cat carrier and not have leg room. It's absolutely awful. So anytime I do travel with Elsa, I do pay a little bit more for extra leg room just because it's better for the both of us. So When I was trying to get my flight rescheduled when I checked in yesterday, I was told that all of the Comfort Plus seats were sold out flying out of Atlanta. And I was feeling crushed because those tickets were not refundable. And I was trying to think, okay, like I paid money for that. I don't want to downgrade to Maine because I spent a lot of money on tickets, right? So I'm trying to think like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So what I decided to do is I just booked two main tickets, right? I rescheduled to fly out of 1.30. Don't worry, got the time right that time. And then I was originally going to fly out of Atlanta around, I think it was like 4.20 or something. I honestly don't remember, but it was going to get me in like a little after dinner time in Portland. And so I knew that I did not want that flight. There was absolutely no way that I wanted to be on a four and a half hour flight from Atlanta to Portland in Maine with my feet crushed up against my stomach because there's just no leg room for me in Maine. So I decided to upgrade myself to first class. I had never, ever 
flown first class before so that was a whole new experience for me and let me tell you guys when I'm employed again I will definitely be flying first class as often as I can try to or do comfort plus I mean flying first class is not always going to be necessary like if I'm going to go to San Francisco I'm not going to fly first class there's just no reason for me to do that it's just a waste of money because it's a very short flight to begin with. Like, I'm only going to do first class tickets if I have a long flight ahead of me. And that's probably a good time to do that. But no, it was really fun. So I obviously boarded first. I got served water right when I got onto the plane. So that was cool. The seats were really comfortable. And I just had more space, which was really awesome. And then during the flight, they served me a hot plated dinner. So I had some tortellini and a salad and some really interesting dessert. And it was good, y'all. Normally, airplane food meals, like the hot meals, are typically not good. I was really impressed. And it made me want to have tortellini again for dinner. So I had some tortellini for dinner that I made. I was just like, if this is a common thing that happens in first class where they serve you fresh cooked meals, yo, I'm in. But it's a shame that I can't always afford to fly first class. But I definitely don't regret doing the upgrade and spending a little bit of money on it just because I actually did have the money even though I'm unemployed. But for me, it was worth it just because I really needed that leg room. That was an experience. Also, Elsa peed on me on my way to the airport. That was also great. I was not happy about that one. So she peed in my dad's car when he took me to the airport. She's never peed in the carrier before. She's always good about holding her bladder. I guess maybe she was just scared or maybe she just didn't have time to go to the bathroom. I'll be honest, I didn't give her time to go to the bathroom that morning just because I knew if I let her go to the bathroom, she would run and hide underneath my mom's bed and then it'd be very hard to get her. So I kind of got what I deserved, I guess you could say. But at the same time, not cool, Elsa. I had to change my pants right when I got to the airport. So I smelled like cat pee for a good chunk of the day. The carrier smelled really bad. So I have to do some laundry tomorrow to wash the cat pee stench out because cat pee does not smell good, y'all. So after my whole flight drama... I was waiting in the airport and I found out that one of the companies that I interviewed at gave me positive feedback after a final round, but they have a hiring freeze going on. It was a little annoying to hear. Like, it's great that I'm qualified to work at this company and that I could have gotten an offer, but what was the point of interviewing me if you're not taking, if you can't take on new people because there's shit going on in the company. So my feedback is good up until six months. So I said, you know, leave me in the pipeline just in case something doesn't work out. But today I got some really great news from another company, which will probably be the company that I end up working at, saying that I am eligible for an offer and that I am just trying to get matched right now to a certain team in the company. And so once I get matched, then I will get an offer with the numbers. So that was really cool to hear. And apparently the recruiter was trying to get a hold of me for the past two days and she had left me voicemails, but my phone hasn't been taking voicemails. It's not connecting. So I have to go through Verizon again. I tried talking to them earlier today and they said, oh no, you need to go to Apple because I have an iPhone. I went to Apple. I was in the Apple store for about an hour and a half today and 
we tried everything and I still was not getting my voicemails to come up. So I'm really happy that the recruiter gave up on calling me and she left me a, an email saying like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Can you please call me? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm having major voicemail problems with my phone. So I was able to get a hold of her today. So that's really exciting. So I shouldn't be unemployed for too much longer. I'm just waiting to get matched and then to get that offer. So I know that's coming. I'm feeling very good about it. So that's probably going to be the next company that I work at. And what's exciting, depending on what the sign-on bonus is, I may be debt-free, but I I don't want to, um, you know, think ahead. I mean, obviously, like, I've manifested so much. I worked so hard to prepare for that interview. So this definitely paid off. But yeah, I'm definitely hoping that what I get is a really good solid offer. And if that sign on bonus is high, then I will be debt free. And that is going to be something to celebrate because y'all know what a broke bitch I am. And I have been struggling for the past, I want to say three years, struggling to live comfortably. And so once that's taken care of, the house saving can finally begin. And that's going to be so fucking exciting, guys. Oh, my God. I cannot wait because that is something that I put on my vision board to save money for a house and I think I'm going to be able to manifest it this year so I guys like this is this is big this is really really big that's kind of a little bit of an update with me I started my part-time job recently which I know I told you guys about so I, I don't know why I'm repeating that again but that's been some okay money for me which has been really great and I'll still get to keep that job once I start my full-time job so I'll think of it as like play money. Let's kind of talk about Richmond. So I'm back in Portland and guys let me tell you it feels so good to be back. Like I have my bed again. I'm in my studio apartment that fits my vibe and my aesthetic. I got my fairy lights. I got natural light again. I'm just in a place that makes me feel home and comfortable. And one thing that I've learned while being in Richmond is that this is going to sound very petty, but I really need to be in a well-decorated environment to feel comfortable. That sounds so stuck up, I know, but guys think about it. We all choose to decorate our homes in a certain way, right? I mean, I had a whole episode about aesthetics a few weeks ago. And I know that aesthetics cannot always be important to people, but obviously for me, it's important. So my childhood bedroom basically looks like a tropical beach. The walls are painted teal and yellow. It's kind of dark in there because of how the colors are painted. Like it's bright, but it doesn't get a lot of natural light. I have like this one tiny little window and it's a north facing window and it just feels so dark and gloomy in there. And I always had to turn on ceiling fan lights and other lamps in that room to get lighting. And then the artificial lighting just was not comforting me. It wasn't bringing peace. So it's some things that I just knew that I had to do was to light incense because that really helps give me a better peace of mind. I was lighting candles. I was still journaling. It was so hot in that room. I always had to turn on the fan. I just felt very enclosed in that space. And part of me always did make the choice to stay in there just because I need that escape. Like I like my me time. And even though I'm very extroverted, I tend to be a little bit more introverted at home. And my dad was making that comment to me. 
And I was like, Dad, you know, it's funny you say that I'm an introvert, but I promise you I'm really an extrovert. But I will admit I do have introvert tendencies. And he goes, oh, I know you do. <laughs> and I was like, OK, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I get a little bit more introverted at home. And that's just because I do like my personal space I do value boundaries and just doing things on my own and I think that has to do with a lot of like independence that I have and that's probably why I chose I choose to stay in my room a lot but at the same time I really tried to get out of my room as much as I could just because I simply just knew that staying in that house for a whole month and not going out and doing things would drive me the fuck crazy. So the second thing that I guess I kind of learned while being home is that I was able to find things that worked for me that allowed me to try to have fun in Richmond. Was it a very fun trip? No, I'm not gonna lie. It, it definitely wasn't super fun. I don't wish I was back. I mean, it was nice to see my parents. It was cool to see my sister graduate law school, but I just knew I was ready to get back. Richmond has some cool things. I mean, Richmond has a good bar scene in the Scots edition, which I made a whole video about that you should totally watch, by the way. But it's just not the same as Portland, where we have breweries all over the place. We have neighborhood pubs every corner you could possibly turn. I personally think that the nature scene in Portland is obviously going to be better than it is in Richmond. I will say I really do like Browns Island a lot. It's very beautiful down there with the dams and the James River and the canals and the skyline view. It's really nice down there. I do like that there's a lot of greenery and a lot of things were in bloom. So when I went a few weeks ago, it was beautiful and the weather was really great and I had a great time by myself doing that. It just wasn't the same. It didn't feel like the waterfront here in Portland and it just didn't feel like home. Richmond really doesn't feel like home to me anymore and that's just another thing that I've realized over the years. So unfortunately, this wasn't something that I realized recently because I've always known that Richmond didn't feel like home. but. Even being there for a month, I really just can't picture myself ever moving back here because I just feel like I would get into the same boring routine. I would never be able to find new things to do because Richmond's just a very small city. And driving out to the Appalachian Mountains and seeing what the rest of what Virginia has to offer, no offense, but it just doesn't really excite me as much. So... I really did want to stay positive and make the most of it. I mean, I will say people were a lot nicer when I visited compared to any other time that I visited. And I'm wondering if it's just because like I have been so exhausted and burned by people who live in Richmond that I really just wanted to try to just put some good energy out there. And what I've noticed is like when you put positive energy out into the world, people will respond back to it and they will reciprocate it back which is great. And I really just wanted to try doing that. And I think that worked really well in my favor. I didn't get as many compliments on my hair as I would have liked to. So that's definitely a little different thing that I noticed. I know that's so silly. That's so silly to say. Because in Portland, people are always telling me how much they love my purple hair. And Richmond, especially in the suburbs, I definitely did not get as many compliments. So that was something I realized. Like, I just feel like having colored hair in the suburbs of Henrico County is not as normalized. But I will say I'm grateful for the compliments that I did get while I'm there. That is the, st I'm sorry. I know people are like, really, Alana? 
this is so fucking stupid. And I'm like, listen, you know, let me have my moment, okay? Like, this is my podcast, not your podcast. You know, you're you're the one that's choosing to listen to me talk about my nonsense. Like, that's why you're here every week, right? Honestly, um, I'm trying to think of what else were some things that I was able to, like, learn from being home in a month. I realized how fucking lonely I was. I'll say that. I only have about two or three friends that live in Richmond. I got to see my best friend get married. So I saw her twice when I was home. So we got brunch a few weeks after she got married when she returned from her honeymoon. So I got to hear all about her honeymoon. So I was excited to try a new place. There was this Irish pub that's in the suburbs of where I'm from. And I've always seen it since I was a little girl. But it looked like some weird, lame, boring place. Like I thought it was like some really old person type fancy Italian restaurant and turns out it's an Irish pub. It's called Rare Old Times and it's funny when we go inside it's pretty much an older crowd like we're talking a lot of old people in there but I didn't care because I love a good Irish pub okay. I got myself an Irish coffee. I had some damn good pancakes and a good Irish kind of breakfast and I got it with one of my best friends and we had a great time. So you know what no regrets. Absolutely no regrets. I'm glad I was finally able to go because I had wanted to go during the whole entire time I was there and nobody in my family wanted to go with me and that was so frustrating and I really didn't want to go by myself. Not that I would have had an issue going by myself but I wanted to be able to experience that with somebody else. So I chose my friend Sarah because I knew she would do it. I got to see one of my friends from high school who um, I celebrated Cinco de Mayo with. We went to a chain Mexican restaurant in Virginia called Plaza Azteca. And it's not that bad for Mexican food. I mean, have I had better Mexican food than Plaza Azteca? Oh my God, absolutely. But I do enjoy their margaritas. I got myself a blue margarita and I realized that Richmond really appreciates blue curacao. <laughs> or at least the state of Virginia does. Every time I try to get a blue drink in Portland, no bars seem to have blue curacao. That frustrates me because I love me a blue drink, especially if it's a blue margarita. So she gets married next year. So I'll probably have to go back to Richmond a year from now. So preparing myself for that one. But hopefully I won't be there for a whole fucking month. Otherwise, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> anyway, so that's one thing that I've learned or realized. And I guess another thing that I've realized about Richmond is that it's a lot easier to avoid people from high school than I thought it was going to be. I think a good benefit of leaving my house maybe three times a week helped me not run into anyone from high school. I think the only person that I saw from high school was when I went to take Elsa to the vet and there was a girl that I used to play lacrosse with who is a veterinarian that works at the vet that I took my cat to and it's also the same vet that my friend Sarah works at she popped in the exam room to say hi to me so I guess that was nice of her to do that but yeah it was really refreshing to not really run into anyone that I knew from high school that definitely made me feel a lot better that maybe Richmond isn't as small as I thought it was I mean I do think it is really small 
in terms of size and people, but I'm very glad that I was able to not run into t to any people. My sister, on the other hand, ran into some people and she was telling me all those stories. Apparently, she ran into one girl who saw her walking in the fan district and this girl goes, oh my God, you're a lot of Pitsky sister. And I'm like, oh my God, I am so glad I, I have not seen any people because like those are the kinds of reactions that I don't want where people have like this fake excitement for me it's I, I can't I just I absolutely cannot now I will say this girl that my sister told me about I actually don't have a problem with her but I'm not gonna lie it was pretty obnoxious with the way that she made that comment to my sister it's like sorry girl I do like you but that was kind of weird and obnoxious a little cringy that you like got so excited to see my sister when you're like oh my god you're a lot of Pinsky sister hi and my sister's just like hey you I don't really know who you are but hi I've learned that my cat does better around dogs than other cats so my sister has a dog he's a big sheep doodle and when he's shaved down he looks like a greyhound it's really funny so Elsa got to meet Gus and they had a couple of showdowns now Elsa definitely did hiss and she did run and hide but there were no altercations between the two of them. Um, I will say Gus is so unbothered by her. In fact, I, th I think he might be even just a little bit scared of her because when Elsa hisses at him, he walks away. <laughs> so he's kind of respecting the boundaries, but I will say he eats her food. And that's probably another reason as to why Elsa gets mad at him or doesn't want to be near him because he eats her food. So I had to start moving her food out of his sight and bringing it in my room and closing my cat in a room with her food because I don't want the dog to eat her food. It is interesting to see how my cat does better around dogs because she does terrible around other cats. Absolutely horrible around other cats. Like she'll always get into like physical altercations with them. And at least with the dog that she met here, nothing. Now of course it's just that one dog because Gus is a bit of a docile dog. But I can't imagine that would be the case for every dog. But I'm glad that was a bit of a civil interaction on his part. I guess those are some really lame things that I learned. Let me just say that I'm still very jet lagged <laughs> and I didn't get in until 11 last night, but I didn't get back to my apartment until maybe a little after 1130. I unpacked just a couple of things like some of my shower stuff. Uh, my metaphysical stuff, like all my crystals, I put those away. But all of my clothes and some of my beauty products, they're just still chilling in the bag. I will probably unpack tomorrow. I just, I have more time tomorrow. Like today was really busy. I had to go to the bank to pay my rent. Um, so I had to pay my rent late because I'm still doing cashier checks. So my rent finally, or my lease finally renews at the end of the month. And then I can finally start paying rent online again. It's a very long story why I had to pay cashier's checks because it's really an embarrassing story because I'm a stupid bitch who doesn't know how to handle her bank account. So I lost the privilege of paying my rent online. And it's like that for the remainder of the lease until it renews again. So I'm looking forward to that. And not having to fucking go to the bank and getting cashier's checks all the time because it's a fucking pain in the ass. Anyway, so 
after that, I went to the Apple store because I had the voicemail drama where people were trying to leave me voicemails and it's not showing up on my phone. It's not connecting to my number. Even when I do star 86, it says I have no voicemails, even though people are telling me, hey, I left you a voicemail. Why haven't you called me back? I'm like, oh, I didn't know you left me a voicemail. Apple was useless. Well, they weren't useless, but they weren't able to get to the bottom of the situation. And basically, they're saying that I need to talk to technical support at Verizon. He thinks that he may have an idea of what's going on, but he thinks that it's really Verizon's problem to fix and not Apple's. And what's funny is that I did talk to Verizon earlier today and they said to go to Apple. So now I have to go back. It's a mess. It's a mess, guys. This is this is my life. And then I got groceries today and then half of my groceries didn't show up because there was a power outage at the store. I'm like, yeah. This is all Mercury and retrograde right now. I'm hoping Mercury and retrograde does not affect me like it did back in January because it definitely did me dirty in January in terms of work communications where I was constantly getting in trouble with communication stuff. Also, I think that was just the environment of this company as well. I mean, my old company just really sucks and they're actually dealing with some law trouble right now, which doesn't really surprise me because I honestly saw it coming. We won't get into it. I know you probably want the tea on that, but I don't want to say anything that could potentially break my severance contract. Um, I'm not supposed to like badmouth the company. I mean, I'm not even revealing the name of the company, but at the same time, I don't want to. I got to be careful until that severance thing ends. And I think it's like a year or two until it expires. And then I could be very exposing and talk more about it. But for right now, there's tea, and I hope they get what's coming to them. That's all I got to say. All right, what else can I share with you guys? I feel like there was something that I wanted to address that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, and now I'm already forgetting, and this is definitely my ADHD getting into my head right now, even though I totally took my medicine today. It might be wearing off soon, which I hope it does because it's giving me such dry mouth and I really want to reduce my Vyvanse dosage back down to 40. I think 50 is just too much for me. It's giving me bad dry mouth. It makes me not want to eat half the time. And then when I do get hungry, I feel very hungry and I just want to eat everything in sight. And that can cause weight gain, which I don't want. So, God, I'm forgetting. God, now this makes me mad. Like... I don't remember what I was going to say. <sighs> oh, I do know one thing that I do want to share with you guys, actually. So a listener actually messaged me not too long ago, and they gave me a really great episode suggestion. I want to read out the message. It's going to be anonymous, of course, but I think this is what I will do for my next solo episode, which will be in two weeks. So they said, I listened to your podcast about aesthetics and the part where we change our style throughout the years. I don't know about you, but I've changed my opinions too on things throughout time, especially the last two years. I don't know if you watch Jen M on YouTube, but she recently did a video. She's also in her 30s on things she's changed her mind on, and I found it really interesting. It could range from political stances to my favorite color is now blue. I think it would be an interesting topic for your podcast or YouTube channel, especially since we as humans change our minds on things and should normalize changing our opinions without being called out within reason. Obviously, no pressure, but figured it'd be interesting. For example, I've always wanted to move to New York because I thought it was the best city in the world and that you couldn't be fulfilled anywhere else today. Today, I don't stand behind that at all. Don't even want to move there either. 
So yeah, I mean, I absolutely love this idea. And I think that could be a really great episode to piggyback off the aesthetics episode because I did mention how your aesthetic can change over time. And that was something that I talked about throughout that episode, how my style and my aesthetic evolved over the years. So I think that would be a really great episode to just talk about unapologetically changing my mind on stuff. I think that is great. And I promise to the listener who gave me that suggestion, it's coming, hang tight, because I wanted to do this episode first before I got to that, just because I just wanted to do a little recap and just talk about me because that's typically what the solo episodes are about is me and just like updates on my life and things and opinions that I have going on that I want to share in the world. I will definitely be doing that episode so guys get excited. Spoiler that's the next solo episode so that will be out in two weeks so hang tight with that but I think I'm gonna end my episode here so I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you got to hear just a little bit more about my experiences in Richmond and just living life and getting back into my groove in Portland again. It feels good to be back and I got a lot of shit that I got to do this week. So with that being said, if you have a shameless unapologetic experience or if you just want to email the podcast and say hi, make sure you email us at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic and with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!